This podcast is made possible by the generous support of Lilly Oncology. Hello, everyone. I'm Jamie DiPolo, senior editor at breastcancer.org. We're podcasting on location from the 2018 San Antonio Breast Cancer Symposium. My guest is Dr. Roberto Leon Ferre, assistant professor of oncology at the Mayo Clinic. We're going to talk about his research showing that oxybutynin helped reduce the number and severity of hot flashes in women who can't take hormone replacement therapy, which includes most women who've been treated for breast cancer. Dr. Leon Ferre, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. So could you give us sort of a quick summary of your study? Absolutely. So uh, first of all, hot flashes are a very common and uh, pro- a very common problem that can affect uh, many women as they transition through menopause. And amongst breast cancer survivors, this problem is even more uh, significant given that it can be more, the hot flashes can be more severe. They can be also more long-term. Uh, because of many of the treatments that uh, we have to use in the setting of breast cancer and also because women that uh, have a history of breast cancer or are at high risk of breast cancer cannot take uh, some of the most effective therapies for hot flashes which would be hormone replacement therapy. Uh, So in this study we assessed the um, utility of oxybutynin against placebo in treating hot flashes in women that uh, either had a history of breast cancer or were at risk for breast cancer um, and that had hot flashes of sufficient severity for them to be interested in taking a medication for it. Um, uh, The design of the study was a prospective randomized study that um, enrolled about 150 women uh, that were uh, assigned to three different treatment arms. Uh, One that uh, evaluated oxybutynin at a dose of five milligrams twice daily, which is a um, kind of low to intermediate dose of what is used, it's usually used for other indications. Um, And uh, a second arm that uh, evaluated oxybutynin at 2.5 milligrams twice daily, so uh, half of that original dose. And a third arm with placebo. Um, We included a placebo arm given that uh, a lot of the studies uh, evaluating hot flashes have demonstrated that women that take placebo can experience a 20 to 30 percent reduction in hot flashes. So uh, the patients that were uh, enrolled in the study took the assigned medication for a period of six weeks after a baseline uh, week where no medication was administered and they uh, filled out questionnaires to establish what the baseline frequency and severity of their symptoms were. And then um, they filled weekly questionnaires as well, trying to um, measure a series of um, quality of life metrics. And then at the end of six weeks, uh, you know, we, we uh, intended to analyze the intrapatient change in all of those measures, meaning that each patient was analyzed individually as his own contr- her own control um, uh, you know, uh, compared to baseline. And what we saw is that oxybutynin indeed was uh, more effective than placebo in both uh, doses. The study was not designed to uh, compare the two doses uh, against each other, but compare each dose to placebo, and both of those doses were effective. Uh, they significantly decreased hot flashes. Uh, the oxybutynin 5 milligrams twice daily decreased hot flashes by about uh, tw- uh, 80%, the hot flash severity or, and frequency. The lower dose um, uh, decreased them by about 65%, and then the placebo by about 20 to 30%, which is consistent with what we've seen in other studies. Um, more important than just reducing the frequency and severity of hot flashes, what we saw in our study as well is that uh, patients rated a significant improvement in the 
hot flash interference with daily activities. So we measure, for example, how did the hot flashes interfere with work? How, how did the hot flashes interfere with leisure activities, social activities, concentration, sexuality, uh, and overall quality of life? And patients on oxybutynin reported an improvement in nearly all of those quality metrics, um, with the exception of concentration and sexuality. Okay. All the others were improved. And uh, it was um, also very uh, pleasing to see that the uh, side effects that they experienced were um, very tolerable, did not lead to discontinuation of the drug more frequently than placebo, and uh, that um, you know, most patients um, uh, had mild uh, degree of side effects. Okay. No, I can't remember. that. I have two questions. Um, in the study, did you differentiate in the women who had been treated for breast cancer whether they were postmenopausal? when they were diagnosed or if they were thrown into menopause by treatment? Did that matter at all? It did not matter. Okay. So uh, we um, did not account for necessarily the menopausal status at any point, but just the uh, fact that they were having hot flashes. So okay. by definition, many of them were postmenopausal. Some of them may have been perimenopausal. And um, a good proportion of them were taking, you know, more than half of patients were taking actively tamoxifen or an aromatase inhibitor for breast cancer, which you know was responsible for those hot flashes. That was going to be my next question: How many were on some sort of yep. hormonal therapy? Yep. Okay. Now I've read that oxybutynin is oxybutynin, excuse me, is used to treat bladder incontinence. Correct. Most in most, yep. like that's its main use. Yep. Um, so why did you think it might work for hot flashes, and what's the mechanism that yeah. it works? So oxybutynin, as you mentioned, is a drug that is currently FDA approved for the treatment of overactive bladder. So that's the FDA-approved indication, and that's why uh, it is used in clinic most often. And um, we, it's an anticholinergic drug, so it means... What is, I'm sorry, what does that mean? An anticholinergic drug means that uh, it blocks certain uh, substances in the brain that regulate a number of functions, particularly, um, you know, involuntary muscle activity, for example, and that's why it's used for urinary incontinence, you know, to oh, control So like an anti-spasmatic? Correct. Oh, and, okay. and it can do that as well in, 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 in other types of muscles, so it, it can affect the respiratory you know, involuntary muscles and so on. But an interesting observation that had been noted was that this medication, when patients took it for one of those indications, uh, patients experienced decreased sweating, right? So this medication has been explored in patients that, suf that suffer from hyperhidrosis, uh, so excessive sweating, and it's found to be very effective there. Um, so there had been that notion, if it decreases sweating, could it help the night sweats that women with hot flashes can experience? And there had been um, some anecdotal experiences as well in the clinic that this drug was effective. There was also a retrospective study before published uh, um, by, uh, by uh, Sexton uh, and collaborators uh, that had uh, suggested that this drug was effective. Um, and as we were designing this study, actually, um, there were no randomized prospective studies evaluating this drug in a more formal way. Um, however, you know, as we embarked on, on accruing patients, there was another study that was published as well, evaluating oxybutynin, but at a higher dose than what we evaluated. And that study suggested that it could be effective, but the side effects, you know, were a little more problematic because at that of dose. the higher Correct. dose. So they, uh, the investigators in that study, uh, suggested to evaluate a lower dose, which is what we were planning to do, anyways. Um, so that's how it came to be, you know, okay. uh, anecdotal experiences, some retrospective data, and now uh, I think we can say with the prospective, two prospective studies that the drug actually works. Okay, now I'm curious about, uh, I've read that oxybutynin, could this be a long-term solution for hot flashes? Mm -hmm. um, because I've read in your uh, report, it doesn't, 
interfere with the effectiveness of tamoxifen, but long-term use of it is has been linked to some cognitive decline. And so how long yeah. is long-term? Yeah. And I'm also wondering, could women take this like they do hormone replacement therapy at the lowest dose possible for the shortest time possible, and then maybe sort of be beyond hot flashes? Is that possible? Yeah, and you know, this is not something that we can necessarily answer with our study, but um, but what I can say is that um, the you know the common use of oxybutynin for many years you know has been linked to potential cognitive decline uh, in the long term. In the short term, there can also be um, you know episodes of confusion, particularly in the elderly patients uh, or in patients that are taking other medications that are also anticholinergic, as I had mentioned. And there's a variety of medicines that can have that effect. So it's more of a problem when you mix medications of that nature, and we did not allow the use of those potential medications in our study. So that's why we didn't see a lot of that. But it is a precaution that you know clinicians and, and patients need to be aware of if they choose to uh, try this medication. Um, in terms of how long is too long, um, uh, I don't think that we fully understand that, but we're talking about you know, years of taking the medicine, you know, okay. in, the, in the setting of urinary incontinence, patients usually take it long-term for years, you know, because okay. it continues to be, you know, it's not a reversible problem unless they have a procedure done. So it's already being used okay. in that setting. Um, so um, I can't answer for how long. Uh, however, um, clinically and anecdotally, not evaluated in this study, uh, it appears that the drug is effective even if used in, in short periods of time, right? Once you stop the medicine, the hot flashes may recur. So um, we do see that in most hot flashes, um, in most hot flash studies, particularly uh, breast cancer related ones, the hot flashes tend to diminish as time goes on. So our hope would be that you can use this medication uh, in the initial period when the hot flashes are more severe, more frequent, and then as the patient starts to adjust to their menopausal state, uh, hopefully they won't need as much of the medication and eventually hopefully stop it. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah. I appreciate your time. Yeah, my pleasure.